0: The Team Performance Podcast with Spencer Horn and Christian Napier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Team Performance Winning Ways for Uncertain Times podcast. I'm Christian Napier, and I'm joined in this new year by my illustrious, distinguished, incomparable colleague, Spencer Horn. Spencer, uh, you. I am so well,
1: Christian. Happy New Year to you. How
0: are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Very happy New Year to you. Uh, we haven't really spoken over the holidays too much. So, how was Christmas? How was the New Year celebration?
1: Oh my goodness, it was um, it, it was full. I, you know, we we uh, we actually scheduled some time last week, but you know, with family, I know you were busy. I can't wait to hear about that. But our um, our son just finished his uh, serving a a mission for our our church. I think I've talked about that in the past. So we, uh, right after Christmas, we, we drove uh, well, Sunday after Christmas, we drove down to uh, Farmington, New Mexico. And um, he had been reassigned from the Philippines when COVID started. And, and um, that's where the mission home was. So we got to meet his mission president and, and mission mother and, and then we went over to his area, which was Window Rock, Arizona. It's quite just beautiful up in kind of the high desert. Actually colder there than it is here right now, if you can believe it, as far south as it is. Wow. And uh, and then we just, we drove through snowstorms, through Moab, and and uh, we got home. And I, I don't know, we've just been having family time, playing games. I learned how to play poker this last Sunday. I've never played it in my life Um so I don't know if you've ever played that, but it's kind of fun. I honestly have no idea how to play
0: poker or pretty much any <laughs> card game for that matter. And I don't know why. Um, my wife has tried to teach me on occasion, but I still don't quite
1: get it. So yeah. Well, so my 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 kids are and my my son, who's the return missionary. I mean, you you know, we never play for money ever. We just but we have all these chips and and my wife learned on on New Year's Eve. I I kind of resisted. It's really fun. We played, uh, Texas hold on, you know, two, two card draw. I don't know what it is, but anyway, it was, it was really fun. And I, and I won it all my first, my first
0: time. The very uh,
1: definition of beginner's luck. That's right. But it's, uh, you know, learning about just the, you know, the, the bluffing and the bullying, (laughs) you know, when you don't have a hand, you know, to act like you have something and, and causing other people to, to give in. And it's really, it's really interesting. And um, I think you'd enjoy it. I, I did anyway. I didn't, you know, you know, we're not playing for anything. We're just the chips. And so it was, it was, uh, it, it was enjoyable. So, so that was something new for me. And uh, just, you know, things like games and been running almost every morning, my son and I get up and, Today there's a nice little fresh dusting of snow, about an inch, and we were the first tracks on the mountain. Saw deer and woodpeckers and just all kinds of. It's just beautiful getting out and and uh, you know starting a, a new year fresh is is exciting because you have new goals, a new focus, and uh, so that's what we've been doing. How about you and your family?
0: Well, we had a very low key Christmas. Yeah. Um, Our children came back for New Year's, for Christmas Eve and and Christmas. And so it was nice to have them around. uh, But we didn't go anywhere or do anything. It must be amazing to have your son back. I mean, after not really being able to see
1: him for a long time, it must be really nice to have him home. It, It is. And it's also very busy because there's, you know, he's getting ready to go to school. I mean, he starts, I think, tomorrow. So moving down to his new apartment, you know, he just comes, comes home and then it's, you know, moving out, we're looking for cars and so working. And then last night we went shopping for cars and, uh, you know, while he's here, we, we go exercise and run and do things together. And then he does stuff with my wife. They, you know, it's just, it's wonderful to, to have him home. He, there's a hole when he's not here. That's for sure. Wow. Well, where is he going to school? So he's going to Ensign College but he is living in Provo and the goal is to uh, you know get get to uh, BYU but it is it's too hard, it's too good of a deal to pass up. You can get a great education for for so little and he's got all kinds of little scholarships that, that have really helped him. So it's just a, you know an amazing amazing opportunity but he's got several of his friends I and mean, he's already got involved in a uh, volleyball league you know when he was in high school a senior year they won the state championship in uh, Nevada and they had a really really good volleyball team and so several of those team members are living down in Provo going to BYU so they're going to uh, get together and bring get the band back together. <laughs>
0: Well, I want to dive into your topic of goals. You mentioned that the, the new year has started, and that's when we're all thinking about goals and resolutions and all those kind of things. And we take stock of what happened in 2020, and uh, it, we look forward to the new year. And so you contacted me with a lot of ideas. You know, I've got a lot of ideas. I really want to talk about this topic. <laughs> I'm really excited, uh, Spencer, to have you dig into it. So why don't you, why don't you lead us out?
1: Well, thank you. I you know this is something I was actually looking at some of the things that I posted last year and I, I posted a, a couple of videos. We, my wife and I were in in uh, Grand Teton National Park last New Year's Day and we were snowshoeing right at the base of, of Grand Teton. And I made a video talking about, goals. And one of the things that, that I've learned, uh, uh, and w- this is this is jumping ahead, I'm, I want to go back and, and set the foundation. But one of the things that I was interested in mentioning because of just the situation of 2020, you know, back last year of January at this time, we really had no idea what we were in for, for 2020, right? And so many people are, are just like, all right, I'm ready to, for 2020 to be done. And and I'm not sure that the challenges of 2020 uh, are, are going away. You know, they're, they're going to continue to be here. So the reason I mentioned this is I gave a, one suggestion for our goals. And, and it's because there is a, there's a phenomenon called Quitter's Day. I don't know if you've ever heard of Quitter's Day, but it's January 17th. And basically what happens is most people quit their resolutions or their goals by January 17th. They just give up or they forget. And one of the things that I was thinking is how do we overcome this phenomenon of Quitter's Day? And the thing that I said is that you have to prepare for adversity. Now, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think I was being prescient in any way. I just think that that's something that we need to you need to consider that when you set a goal, it's going to be hard. You're going to backslide. You're going to, you're going to mess up. You're going to, you know, you're, you're going to feel like, well, what's the point or what's the use. But if you prepare for that mentally, if you prepare for it to be difficult, then you're not surprised when it is and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to move forward. And so that's the thing that I thought was really interesting. And, and it was difficult to, to hit some of my goals last year just because of how challenging the year was but when you're persistent and you stick with it I I feel like we finished the year really really strong and you know my my health goals my financial goals just everything kind of continued to go forward last year in spite of the difficulty and I'm I'm actually quite proud of that I mean it's it's a year that I'll look back on and say wow that that was amazing what I feel like I was able to accomplish and I, I don't know I think you feel that way as well I mean all the challenges that, that you've been through I mean I'm, I'm actually proud of it it's, it's a year that I will always remember not because it was some terrible year but because it was difficult and we made it through that year. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're still alive. Um, it's really interesting that you mentioned this concept of uh, uh, handling adversity because in, in corporations, when we're doing our planning, mm-hmm. uh, we incorporate those kinds of things into our planning oftentimes, right? We we yes. do contingency uh, planning. Uh, we, we, we do a scenario uh, planning. Uh, we may gain things out. You know, we may conduct even uh, simulations and tabletop exercises, depending on the nature of our work, yes. uh, where we where we plan to handle various scenarios. Yes. Um, but we don't necessarily do that when we talk about our goals, right? We just think, oh, I'm going to set this goal, and so that's true. it. And we don't we don't actually think about, well, what happens if scenario A, B, or C take place? How am I going to react to make sure that I can still hit my goal?
1: Right. So for example, I mean, that, that, that you're exactly right. And so if you have a, you know, a, a health goal, and, I, and I'm going to talk about goals versus, you know, actions and those sort of things. But if you have a goal to be healthy, and part of those action steps that you're doing are to eat healthy, and, but you're going to be around a lot of parties during the holidays or in the future, well, then there's probably going to be food or an environment that is not conducive to supporting you in your goal. That's, adversity if you will right and so you actually have to plan for that contingency to your point so what do you do how are you going to handle that and you know what what do you need to remove what obstacles do you need to remove to make sure that your personal goals move forward you know we uh, in in strategic planning we like to I, I like to do a process where we reverse engineer the challenges right so you go through and you you figure out about all the strategic possibilities and come up with all these these list of things and then you have to say what must be true for this to be a good strategy and you list all those things what what must be true and the ones that you're most concerned are not true then you actually have to test those and 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 as you say you know prepare for that but in our personal life we don't take that level of of rigor to, uh, to get past that, that quitters day. And, and I think that's a great point that you bring up well said.
0: All right. So give us some more here, Spencer, you talked about what's the difference between a goal and an action, you know, you talked about having to set the foundation. So, so help us, uh, lay out that foundation for us.
1: I, I think it's important that, you know, we, to me losing weights, not a great goal right? Or, you know, uh, making more money, you know, if you're a salesperson, you know, closing more deals. I I, I don't like goals that are, that are that. To me, I think the focus, Christian, should be on becoming, on becoming what it is that you want to be. So, for example, I have a goal to be a healthy individual. What does that mean? That means, you know, my, I have a good heart rate. I Um, you know, my, my cholesterol is good. I, uh, you know, I have certain body fat, all that kind of thing. So, but I'm a healthy individual. And, and so to me, it's becoming an individual that, that behaves in a way that is consistent with someone that's a healthy individual instead of just saying, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to run this many times now in order to achieve that goal of becoming a healthy individual we have to change our habits and who we are. The habits are what drive us to the goal, right? And so, and those things that you can measure, the actions are things that help you to to become. And those habits are designed to help reinforce the the goal, which in this case we're talking about becoming a you know a healthy individual. And you and you get to define what that is. And you know, for me, you know, I I want to run and not be weary and walk and not faint so to speak right I, I want to uh make sure that i make healthy choices with with my food i, I don't want to be someone that overdoes it i want to enjoy you know a, a good steak and and a good dessert from time to time and but at the same time i want to i, I want to feel my uh, my body uh strong. I want, I want to be able to run up a mountain. I want to be able to ski. I want to be able to play with my kids. I want to be able to live a long life and not have to worry. And so, you know, I, I remember two years ago, I said, a uh, you know, I set a goal that was a weight loss goal. I mean, to be healthy. And I set a goal on January 15th to lose 10 pounds by March 15th. So in two months, and of course, you know, that's, that's a, That's kind of a superficial goal, but it was my goal. And the actions, there's really only two things that you can do that will impact that in terms of actions, right? You can eat less and exercise more. But I was very, very careful about recording all of my actions. So there has to be this this level of accountability to become that healthy individual. So I I measured every calorie I burned. I measured every calorie that I I, uh, took in and i lost in in 2 months i lost 12 pounds and i it, what was funny is i had this false sense of security after that thing oh you know it's really not that hard um i stopped keeping track of of the actions that i took every day and over the next 7 months i only lost 2 pounds so to me one of the things that that i that i learned from all of this is there's a couple there's a couple things first of all what do you want your identity to be to me that's the goal what kind of person do you want to be? Caring, loving, you know, understanding person and a knowledgeable individual. To me, that's the goal, right? But then what are the actions that it's going to take for you to to get to that? And then you can define those very specifically and they should be measured. And the more you measure them, the more likely you are to, to get to that person that you want to be.
0: So I have a couple of thoughts on this, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, number one, our our old friend, Adrian Escalante, um, yeah. who you remember, who I haven't seen for years, but but I remember when I was working with him back in the 1990s, uh, he, he would say, you know, you need to focus on the result and not the activity because you know, if you have a kid and you say to your kids, sweep the floor, well, you go back and check the, the floor later and it's still dirty. And you ask, well, did you sweep the floor? He said, yeah, I swept the floor. It's quite possible um, to sweep the floor, but not do a good job of sweeping the floor. So you actually went through the activity of sweeping the floor, but you didn't really do it. And you're interested not in, a, in the activity of sweeping. What you're interested in is a clean floor, right? The result... Right. Of of a clean floor, and you're right. Sometimes we will we will get wrapped up in activities, and and uh, not focused on not focused on results, and and that actually was something that really helped me in business because I would go to meetings and and people would talk about all the activities that they were doing you know well we met with this person and we met with this uh, they really don't it matter, matter do they but but they weren't actually getting anything done they were just having a lot of meetings and so uh it's so much better i think if you focused on the becoming or or the result uh the other the other downside with with the with you know kind of the well i'm going to lose 10 pounds in 2 months which is actually um a representation of a result but isn't really the result itself which is i want to become the healthy
1: person that's right is, that's, is, so my is, goals have, have evolved because at, at that point it was about the losing of the 10 pounds right but that's not to me that's not a great focus and
0: and one of the reasons for that is that you can start cheating yourself right you can yeah. say well okay 10 pounds two months well i can kind of slack off for six of these eight weeks and then i'm just going to really hit it hard for two weeks and i'll get down my 10 pounds and then i'll feel good about myself and and actually, what you have done there is you really haven't done yourself any favors by doing that because you're not behaving like a healthy person. You're just oh, behaving like a person that wants to get down to 10 pounds in, in
1: two months. And then what? So, there's really three levels of change there's, there's outcome change, there is process change, and then there's identity change. I mean, w- what I'm talking about here is, is setting a goal that is changing your identity as an organization, as an individual becoming something. And those habits should reinforce that becoming goal. If that, if that's making sense.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so tell us about this. How do we, how do we, well, I guess number one is how do you even identify what you want to become? I mean, and, and make sure that it's in the realm of the possible, because you don't want to, (laughs) you you don't want to, you know, aim for the stars, so to speak, and, and just set yourself up for failure. But, you know, how do you, how do you carefully set this, this uh, identity goal for yourself?
1: you know it's it's really interesting i uh, last time when we were getting ready to have this conversation i actually had a couple of files up which i could share on my screen and i forgot to do that today <laughs> cuz we got we decided to just jump on but if you give me a second i'll i'll pull these up and i i think something that's really important to do christian is to is to identify core values Okay. What, what is really and and I think we've talked about this in the past, haven't we? We've talked about identifying core values. Yep. And who living in a way that that is in alignment with who you say you are and what you believe is is important to you. And and I'll give you an example of of that. I mean, one of the things that you know, I, I, this will be June this year. Will be 35 years married and I'm constantly working on being a, um, you know, a better husband. I I want to be uh, the husband. I mean, one of my goals is to be the husband my wife deserves. And, and, um, I mean, she deserves a lot. I, and I often feel that I am not uh, adequate to what this wonderful woman deserves. And so I, I think about what I can do to be to be better and bring her, bring her more, more joy. I mean, that is important to me, but it's hard because a big part of my nature is, is selfish, right? It is, is focused on some things that, that I want to do. And sometimes I have to put that, and I'll give you an example of that. So one of my goals is, is to always spend quality time with, with my family, be the husband my wife deserves. Right. And, and so one of the ways that that I figure out what actions to do is I evaluate and you can do this in your relationship. You can create a, uh, let me, let me pull this up. I'm almost ready here. I've been doing this while we're talking. Um, Is you kind of self-evaluate your, your life, your relationship. And uh, let me, let me share my screen with you to, to tell you what I'm talking about. And, know on a scale from say one to ten how you know how's your relationship with your wife how do you think she feels about about you or or your husband right um and so what you do is you you have this wheel and right you've got money you've got health you've got fun and recreation significant other and romance and and family and friends and and career and so what what you would do is you know how is your relationship with your significant other on a scale from one to ten I mean, if you asked your wife how good your communication is and how how loved she feels, I mean, what would she say on a scale from one to ten? Uh, depends on when you ask her. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and let's say you know, you know, let's say it's a it, it's a six here uh, or seven. Well, th- this is a seven. You know, you'd maybe you'd mark it here as as a seven. Well, that's pretty good. But what would it take? to get to nine? What would you have to do differently? How would your conversations be different? How would the arguments go when, when someone criticized you? What, how would you respond? And this, this is how I think. What, what would my response be like when, when Jana said something to me that I didn't feel was fair? Would I get defensive or would I, would I stop and listen? And so then I think of the actions that I would take to be that more loving husband that she deserves. And I think, okay, if, if I got better at those things, then maybe that would move to the nine. And I could check in with her. That's the accountability, right? How am I doing? <laughs> what, what, do I, what do I lack yet in our relationship? What, what, what am I doing that you wish I, 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 I would? What am I not doing that you wish that I would be? What am I doing that you wish I wouldn't be doing? And what am I doing that you love? And I'll talk about that in a minute because that's also very, very important. So to answer your question, one of the things I do, first of all, is I evaluate, where am I at? And where would I like to be? And you can do that, not only, this is this is what's called a, a wheel of life, right? You can do that in your um, your profession, in your career. So here's one for... Uh, this is called a professional assessment. And, th- and these are all for personal goal setting, right? Um, so you go through and you look at how satisfied you are with things and, you know, relationships and the results that you're, you know, cre- are you creatively able to express yourself? Are you getting the recognition you need? Are you having the satisfaction that you want? And, and so on and so forth. Is the communication the way you'd like it? Is the culture the way you want it? And you go through and you score yourself and you figure out where you want to get better. And this is a great way to just self-evaluate. And and then look at what you know what's going on with that wheel and say is this in alignment with my values? You know, is is the fact that my relationship low, is that in any way taking away from the 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 value that I have of 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 being, you know, of loving and, and caring individual that I, that I want to be, well, obviously it's not congruent. So I, I get to work on that.
0: So here's my question, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, I love the wheel. Uh, I think it's great, but, and, and I realized that I could improve in all areas, but, I cannot possibly do all of that this year. So can't how do I go through that? What's the process that I need to follow to identify what I should be doing this year? What is it that I need to be focusing on now because I, I can't I can't amp everything up to 10
1: in one year. No, you can't. And, and so the, the way I do it is I pick one or two things. It's just, it's just like a strategic plan. You know, you come up with all these great plans, but you can't work on everything at once. And and what happens is if you do, nothing gets done. And then the strategic plan just becomes like our goals. Quitter's day happens and, and they're never carried forward. You know, there is a, uh, there, there's something my son and I talked about this morning when we went for our run, we went up to Mueller park and and, you know, he's uh, he, you know he's a, he's a warm weather guy, grew up in Las Vegas, served most of his mission in the Philippines. And, and so I'm getting him to kind of like the idea of, you know, how the cold feels on your face and how wonderful it is. And he's coming around. But he says, you know, Dad, the thing that I love every day about going for a run, starting my day with a run, is I feel the progress almost every day. I feel like I can go a little bit further, a little bit faster. And this is a concept that, um, I don't know if you know who Dave Ramsey is the, the total money makeover guide, yeah. by the way, this is, this is one of the things our family is doing as a goal is, you know, focusing on getting out of debt and getting financially stable. But one of the principles that he teaches is that getting financially stable is 80% habit and 20% knowledge you know, and he talks about what's called, and this is all relevant to your question. So give me a second to explain. He, he talks about the debt snowball, right? You list all of your debts and most people would look at that and say, all right, we've got to pay the, the highest interest rate debts first because those are the ones that are most expensive. He says, don't, don't do that. Start with the smallest debt first and pay that off and take whatever it is that you are paying to that and then add it to the next debt and the reason why he suggests that is you you have to have wins christian you've got to have a win just like my son saying i i feel like every day that i go i feel i feel a little bit better and so it's it, it, it's encouraging to feel progress towards your goal And so one of the things that I like to do with organizations when we do a strategic plan is to set priorities and work on just one or two of those. And you do that for a limited time. It could be a quarter. It could be six months. And so think of, you know, let's just go back to the improve, you know, be the husband that, that our wives deserve. What is the one thing that if you got really good at would make the most difference right now? And I'm gonna put you on the spot. What is, if there is one thing that you could do right now that that could just make the, a, a, a difference if you asked her, what would it be? Just one.
0: Wow, narrowing it down to one. That's a tough one. but I, one. I, I would
1: I would have to say improve communication. Okay. What does that look like? I mean, talk to, talk to me about what about the communication would be different. Um,
0: I have a tendency just because of my natural communication style to kind of hold things in. And it's none, it's not done out of malice. It's done out of. You want to rock the boat. Yeah. I don't want to rock the boat. Well, and it's not even so much just rock the boat, but you know, I don't want to say anything that could be potentially hurtful or whatever, right? right. Um, and usually, what happens in 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 those cases is things are fine for ninety nine percent of the time, and and then we run into some kind of a situation, and then it just really escalates way beyond what it should escalate because I have been holding this in for because
1: you waited a long time. longer than than maybe you could have if you had addressed it earlier, then the emotions wouldn't have been as strong as they are because they've built up. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. 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 So, so the behavior then is to, is to what, to share your perspective in, in a loving way sooner. I mean, I I think of the, think of the out, you know, think of what it is that you want to do in a positive way. What is it that you, that you would like to do better? Uh, And, and, you know,
0: we, we, we're, we're taught uh, in our faith um, the, the quote I would give would be to reprove betimes with sharpness, right That we should be very clear. direct Yeah and and in in any kind of uh, criticism, if we, if we need to, if we need to do that. And oftentimes what happens is I'm not clear, right? I'm very cloudy <laughs> in, in, in what I say. And so I don't do a very good job of getting my idea across. And so one of the things that I need to definitely work on is, is, is trying to communicate with more clarity, you know? Uh, okay. Um, getting really to the point uh, in, a, in a very loving way, but, be, right. but being very very, uh, very, very focused and specific. Right. On, on what I'm talking about, not generalize into, well, you're this way or you're that way, you know, it's not about the characteristics, it's very specific
1: behavior that may, you know, that I may need
0: to discuss or, or, or whatever.
1: So, thank you. Thank you for being so uh, vulnerable and, and open. So here's one of the things that, that I have learned from, from some incredible coaches. And and, uh, I think this goes all the way back to, to Ben Franklin. It's called the daily questions, right? And there's a whole bunch of questions on here. And I'm not suggesting you have a question, but I'd like for you to write down this one question. And that is, it always starts with, did I do my best? You see at the very top here? Yep. So what you ask yourself at the end of every day, Christian, right now is, did I do my best to communicate clearly and focused on what I, what I need in a way that demonstrates love. I know that's a little bit long. You could maybe refine that, but that's the question that you're gonna ask yourself every day. So um, here's a couple of things that I wrote as just ideas, right? Uh, Work toward, this was done many years ago, work towards my book completion, um, work to, preserve a client relationship be grateful for what i have avoid angry or destructive comments about others forgive self and others for perceived mistakes so these are things that that you could be working on right not waste energy on what i you know what what i cannot change meditate get a good night's sleep eat healthy whatever it is show patience so for me being present with the ones i love and showing patience are things that i've worked on in the past so for you it is did i do my best? to communicate clearly uh, you know focus in a in a way that that shows love and and um, in however you want to say that And then every day you rate yourself on a scale from one to ten. Now this is not designed in any way to you know, create a, a false, you know, you have to be completely honest. So if you sucked today at being clear and focused in your communication and you forgot to, you held it in, then score yourself a two or three or whatever you, whatever you think you actually did. But the key is not to, not to judge yourself, right? Just to score it. And then to be curious, what was it about today that it was hard for me to do what I wanted to do? How was I feeling? What was going on? And all that it does is every day that you put, you know, your goals in here. Okay. Today I was a three. Well, tomorrow I want to, I want to do a little bit better. And so, you know, at the end of the day you evaluated, you were a five. You, you could have been a little bit more clear, but you did a little bit better than yesterday. You know, and all, you backslid a little bit. Oh, and then you had a really good day. So you do that every single day. And I want you to be curious about when you don't have a, you know, a score that that's, that's what you want. And at the end of the week, you're going to average up your score. And I promise you that if you focus on this one behavior for three, four weeks, it will start to become part of you. It will start to become a habit that is becomes easier over time. And as soon as you get to where your scores are averaging eight, nine, and you feel like that's, that's good, then stop worrying about it and start working on another behavior that you want to work on so you do this serially right you don't do you don't work on everything at once because that becomes overwhelming and then we can start beating ourselves up and we don't see progress but work on one or two behaviors that you feel like would make the biggest impact on that goal to have that strong relationship with the person you love
0: I like that idea a lot. Um, I also like the, the notion that, uh, as time evolves and as you, as you become proficient in one thing, go ahead and move on to something else. So you don't have, you don't become overwhelmed with a a list of 450 items, uh, (laughs) on there. Right. Um, Just focus on the things that are, that are most critical. So, Talk about how you identified those particular things to be on your list. I mean, so you, 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 you start out with this high level identity change thing. Yeah. What process did you go through to then break it down into components that you could put on a spreadsheet and track?
1: So you just start with any brainstorming process. You just come up with all the ideas, right? Um, you know, it, it's the same thing as doing a strategic plan. You've got a, you've got a challenge or a strategic problem. The first thing you do is you open it up with all of the ideas. And and a lot of organizations really struggle with this because they start focusing on what we can and can't do. Don't just start to list, right? Um, so for example, one of my goals is this is very personal, become sanctified and and, and justified spiritually, right? And um, so I I create a whole list of things or actions that would help me to get to that that state. Now, some of these things I'm already doing. But I look at that and I say, okay, what is, um, you know, what is something that I that I could get better at. And one of those is to self-examine more regularly, daily, you know, what lack I yet kind of thing. And in terms of a, a spiritual nature and and be really, um, you know, we're, we're, we're studying, you know, in the scriptures right now about how, how the Lord wants, to, he says, you know, we, he says this in in, in Proverbs as well, you know, that, that uh, I believe it's Proverbs 13, um, what does he say? He who cannot, uh, oh, c- give me a second. I'll look it up. Do you mind? Go ahead. <laughs> I think everyone can relate to, to Proverbs if I can, if I can find that. Um, I, I think it's Proverbs 13. Anyway, um, it, it's just being able to, oh, come on, Spencer, my, my technology here. To, to receive correction, right? To, to, in, the, in a sense, this, this graph that I'm sharing with you, the daily questions, is a way to evaluate how you're doing every day and where you get to be better, right? Right. And, and so the Lord tells us, and I know we're getting a little bit uh, you know, spiritual here in Proverbs thirteen eleven, it says, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as the Father, the Son, in whom he delighteth. And I think that's wonderful. And that was hard for me because of my pride and my, you know, just how I, I, I when anyone would criticize me, I would get defensive. And that's not conducive to becoming the person I want to become, right? It actually prevents me from learning what I need to do to get better every day. So in a way, when you use this process, you, you're almost correcting yourself. You're looking at, wow, I, I really didn't do a good job. Don't beat yourself up. Just take the correction and say, okay, what was happening? Be curious. What, what could I do better? What lack I yet? And focus forward, not on the fact that you didn't hit a five or an eight. You had a three. It's not about beating yourself up. It's about recognizing that there's room for improvement and just work on that. And the mental focus on that one action, will you'll start to see progress very quickly. You won't be diluted in your actions. And you'll see that progress and the relationship will improve and you will feel the success of having made that change. And that is very motivating and very rewarding. So, so that,
0: I, that's the process. I really, really love this, Spencer. I have a thought on this. Um, oftentimes, at this time of year, when we're setting goals and people are making resolutions, uh, uh, a potential harmful side effect of this process is that we feel more inadequate, right? Just by the very nature of taking an evaluation and looking where we can improve, yeah. we, we believed ourselves to not be adequate in certain areas, and that can be a healthy thing to help us drive, can help to help drive us to, to improve, but it can also be, it can be destructive if, if we allow it. You made this little quote here and I know, uh, you know, where it's spiritual time for whatever reason, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. this year, uh, uh, you, you, you know, the, you, you talked about the, the the parable of the rich young man, right? Who yeah. asks the question, what do I need to do to get into heaven?
1: What what lack and then, I yet? <laughs> yeah. And, and
0: the savior lists a bunch of things. And then it's what lack I yet? And the savior says one thing thou lackest, you know, go sell everything that you have and come, and come follow, follow me. me. Yeah. Right. And, and he, and he can't bring himself to do it. Right. But, To me,
1: at that time, we don't know, we don't know that he might not have done it later.
0: (laughs) That's true. Uh, But, but to me, uh, if the savior told me I only lacked one thing, I would think I'm doing pretty darn awesome. Yeah. Right. Uh, But, you know, in the case of this young man, he's like, oh man, I'm lacking something. Right. You know? And and sometimes we just need to to not be too hard on ourselves to the point where we lose hope because we have been criticized or we are self critical and true. we think, oh, well, I can't, I'm not I'm not a good person because I'm not a 10 in all these areas, or I'm That's not true. a good person because I, I really lack in this in this particular area. The very fact of the matter is um, you're probably a really good person and there are just a few things that you need to do that's to difficult. improve yourself and and that to me is a really important lesson that we don't often get when we talk about that particular parable that you were referencing there that's right um uh because i mean if we st- step back and if someone said you know what you're doing fantastic there's just one thing that you need to do better just one if you just focused on this one thing It'd be amazing.
1: That, and, and that's right. And if and no that, one but that's that. the answer. That's but that's answering your concern about focusing on everything. You can't focus on everything because that becomes overwhelming.
0: Yes. So, it's. I think it's important to have a balanced view of yourself um, when you do these evaluations. Uh, and and yes, you know, you you we all need to improve. We all fall short. We all need to do better in certain areas. But at the same time. Uh, don't, don't, don't let that thought drown you in hopelessness, you know, recognize also that you actually do a lot of good things and, and, uh, and it's okay. It's a, it's all right to lack in a few things, um, and, and focus on those that it's, it's normal. It's natural. That's why we're here, you know? So, um, I, I just think that's an important thing. As... It, you know,
1: it, it is. And it is, you know, it's, it's like I, I said, when we started 2020 was a challenging year. It was a hard year. And there are, and there's so much to be learned during hardship. People who have hardship in their life actually make, oftentimes use that situation or those occurrences to make huge changes in their lives we're starting to see huge societal changes because of these, these difficulties. Some may be good, some not so good, but you can use hardship and challenge to be a really big catalyst for change. But it, it, you know, just starts with something small, you know, get up and, and do, you know, I was talking to someone who you know ran a a marathon it just started by you know running around the block just getting up or walking around the block if, if that's if that's where you can start you know and and could you be perfect at getting up and doing something that day you could be perfect it doesn't mean you could run a marathon today but you could be perfect in everyday getting up and walking a little bit further even if it's 5 seconds further over time, what will happen is is that will will compound. There's a great book that I would love to recommend, and it's called Atomic Habits by um, uh, his name is James Clear. It's one of the best books that I've ever heard on 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 habits, and and he really re- talks about the idea that that habits can change our beliefs about. Um, about our identity and, and that's what he, he, he focuses on is how do you change your beliefs and do you identify with being a healthy individual? Do you identify with being a productive uh, or an effective manager, right? Or do you identify with being inadequate in all these areas? so it's, it's really about changing your identity and, and recognizing that you don't have to be perfect but if you're scoring threes and fours, and an average of four this week, what happens if you're at four and a half next week? Well, that's progress, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So focus on that little bit of progress, even though it may be hard and it'll take time. And eventually you'll get to where you're that eight or nine. You know, we're never perfect, but um, you could be certainly perfect in, in, in the effort and constantly self-evaluating. And uh, being curious about, what's happening and what your progress is. And that really helps you to focus. And I think doing this process, it's, uh, you know, sequentially, once you figure that out, then, then work on the next thing. It's just a little bit better over time. And it really adds up.
0: So, what is the secret sauce to overcoming adversity? Then, when you have these goals, is it the tracking on the spreadsheet? Is you know what is it that that
1: allows you to get past the seventeenth of January? Well, there's a couple of things. It's a great question. First of all, uh, recognize that the seventeenth of January is going to come. Uh, recognize that someone's going to bring home a nothing bunt cake or you know a a treat that's going to mess up your diet um, and figure out a way to lower the resistance. So for example, if getting up and, and running in the morning is your goal, but when you wake up, you're feeling like, oh, I just can't do it. What could you do to make it easier for you to actually get up and out of bed? Lay out your clothes, right? Reduce the friction as much as possible. Remove from your house anything that might tempt you so you you want to remove those temptations it's going to be hard but so you want to lower that friction of of continuing on creating that habit so for me if it's if it's running one of the things i do is i i lay out my clothes and so cuz jan and i have very different schedules you know i'm i'm early to bed early to rise she's late to bed so when I get up it's dark and you know I could just say oh I'm just gonna heck with it I'm gonna sleep in but I don't I get up and then I get into our closet and I turn on my light clothes are all there I quickly get dressed and then I get into my routine and and so that really helps me to lower the friction of of getting into that action that I need to do so so the question is reduce the you know the friction if you want to Learn how to play the guitar. Make sure the guitar is out where you can see it, and it's in a place where you're, you're you'll remember to start building that habit. Right, put it prominently. It, you know, if it's if you have a certain time, maybe set it in the hallway where you actually have to walk around it to get to it. I'm like, oh, pick it up, and I'm going to go start practicing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. That's that. That's those are some of the things that that I found. And and as I said in the beginning, is anticipate that it's going to be hard, and persist. You have to persist. You have to push through that time. You know, one of the things that Dave Ramsey talks about in in the, the Total Money Makeover, you know, he talks about preparing for Murphy Murphy's Law, right, and the first thing is, is uh, you figure out what your debts are, but you, you start putting, you put a thousand dollars away for uh, emergencies for very first thing. And you're like, well, you know, an emergency is I've got a birthday or I need to do, you know, it's, you know, the car breaks or something like that happens. And eventually you, you get to a place where you have, you know, three to 12,000, whatever it is, let, let's say your emergency fund is to cushion you if you lost a job for three months, six months, whatever it is. But you start with just that 1,000 because he says Murphy will show up. And when you're ready, it's not as big of an impact. If If you're expecting Murphy to show up, if you're expecting the resistance to happen, then you're not surprised when it does. And at some point in our lives, it actually gets easier when We start, whatever reason, Murphy starts to give up when you're really prepared. It just doesn't catch you. Or if it does, you're so prepared that you don't even feel it. So for me, it is, uh, I'm going to prepare for the fact that it's going to be hard to get up. And um, I'm going to make it as easy as possible. Put my clothes out. uh, You know, I'm going to... Uh, if I know it's going to be hard, I'm going to ask someone else to meet me there. So that will cause me to want to show up. Cause if I don't, then I'll be letting someone else down and that extra pressure causes me to get up. I, I will do things to help reduce that friction and cause me to get into that habit sooner.
0: I think it's an excellent, excellent idea. You know, the Dave Ramsey thing. It's funny when, and just to kind of uh, wrap us up here, cause I know uh, time is uh, running along. Uh, when the when the pandemic hit, as we've documented here on this on this podcast, I mean, basically all of my contracts were put on hold, and yeah, yeah. I went the first half of last year with virtually no revenues. You know, so uh, that was that was quite difficult. And and I remember when we finally got some contracts signed and we had some revenues coming in,
1: yeah,
0: they they were a fraction of the revenues that we originally anticipated uh, for the year, but uh, I sat down with my wife and, and she was the one that said, you know, we need to make sure that we, we have a certain amount of money set aside here. Right. And, and at the time I was, I was a little skeptical. And the only reason I was skeptical is like, well, that's fine, but we only have a fraction of money coming in than we did in the past. So how are we possibly going to set aside right, right. a certain amount of money for contingencies Um but you know, we, for the first time in our in our married lives, we really sat down, and every week we were going over every expenditure, and we were, we were, you know, looking at the at the finances. And I don't know how, but somehow we were able to maintain this contingency uh, fund, even through these difficult times when I had, you know, maybe less than one third of the revenues coming in than I normally have. Uh, we were able to do that because of what you just said, which is just keeping track of things and having dialogue and conversations with. That's each the other accountability. You had
1: that weekly accountability with yeah, your. So that's, that's the key.
0: And we weren't perfect. I mean, there are sometimes we didn't. You know, we would go two weeks or 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 more. But I was keeping track of all of this stuff in in a, in a spreadsheet to much greater detail than I had ever done in the past. God, and that's so and, cool. Uh, And to this day, uh, up until now, we've been able to actually maintain that contingency without having to dip into it uh, in the event that something else crazy, another Murphy happens. And, you know, I'm I'm in a situation where I don't have any revenues for another six months or something, you know, but now we feel like we're in a much better position, even though uh, in 2020, uh, you know, our, our revenues really took a hit. Yeah, uh, but but somehow we were still able to maintain that that level of contingency uh, throughout
1: it. We didn't actually have to dip into it at all. Well, you you have inspired me. That is uh, that's what we were working on, and Jan and I have not had that level of accountability financially, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing this. Is our whole family's doing this? We have been meeting weekly on Zoom with all of our children and spouses to do this as a whole family. And we're all inspiring each other to be more accountable and uh, wise in our, in our finances. So that's one of our, that's one of our family goals. And, um, well, I'll tell you, I've got some, I've got some bucket list stuff too, because you, know, you, you, you want to have some fun stuff. And, and so my wife, so for me personally, I made a list. I just want to, before we end, when it comes to me being healthy and happy, I've added climb all the highest peaks in Utah as one of my goals and I've listed and there's like 30 of them, but, uh, let's see, five of them are over 12,000 feet. And, uh, so I I've listed six mountains that I, that I, that I have not climbed that I want to climb this year and a whole bunch of fun hikes. And I've already applied for Permits to go to the Wave or the Vermilion Cliffs Wilderness, Antelope Canyon, you have to get a lottery. They only allow 20 people a day into that, and so I'm getting ahead on my goals. And I I, I signed up for a lottery, but I'm going to climb King's Peak this year. That's 13,534 feet. Mount Peel, that's a little, that's the second highest mountain in Utah, 12,726. That's in the lasalle Mountains right outside of Moab. Bald Mountain, uh, almost 12,000 feet in in the Uintas. Mount Nebo, never climbed that before. That's almost 12,000 feet. Twin Peaks here on the Wasatch Front. That's a tough climb. I, I want to do that. And then Deseret Peak out in the Stansbury Mountains. So these are all part of my bucket list. And then I want to do all the, the highest mountains in in like North America and in Canada. And you know, so I I I want to do this. This is this these are some and then uh, then we listed all the places we want to go. And I had my wife uh, we put them in priority. So number one is Philippines with, with our son Josh. Number two is Russia with our daughter Grace and Rhett. number three is France with with Sarah and Michael. Uh, we've got hopefully we'll get to to Greece and Cyprus this year. I may be speaking there and, and we'll we'll do a little European trip. but you know, if you put them down, I, I, I years ago, my wife and I did this life planning process. And we went through a process and we listed all these things that we wanted to do, bucket list things that we thought were completely impossible. And she was very skeptical. And it is amazing what happens when you put them down. There are all kinds of things or ways to accomplish these goals that you didn't think would be possible. Just like you talked about creating that contingency plan, there are ways to accomplish that. And we were able to do things that we didn't even think were possible because opportunities arose that allowed us to go on a trip through business that then we could tack on something else that, that, you know, a trip somewhere and and we were able to achieve that in in ways that we didn't think was possible, but you, you just got to get together and plan and dream big as well.
0: All right. Well, Spencer, um, yeah, I'm, I don't even climb, and I and I want to go to the top of Desert Peak or Twin Peaks or Mount Nebo, which is my favorite mountain in the in the Wasatch, because you can see it from just about anywhere uh, in, the, yeah. in the Wasatch. Uh, so this has been fantastic. I feel really inspired. I'm really uh, <laughs> I'm really stoked for 2021. Uh, thank you so much, Spencer. You have just scratched the surface on things that we can do to change our identities, set clear. Uh, achievable goals and measure our progress. If people want to learn more about how you can help them with goal setting or any other
1: myriad of things that you can do to help them, what's the best way for them to contact you? You know, go to, go to my website, altiumleadership.com, A-L-T-I-U-M leadership.com. You can message me there or email me spencer at altiumleadership.com. I will share with you any of these forms that I, that I showed, you know, if you're listening, you didn't see, I, I showed some uh, self-evaluation forms and daily daily uh, question forms I am happy to share those with you uh, just as a gift if you want to reach out to me I'll be happy to, to give those and, and explain how to use them That's the best way and you know I know Christian you always are so generous in your your comments but you have so much knowledge and and you're always just so kind to, to ask the questions but I know you have you apply this in your life as well. And so if someone wants to reach you for your, your wisdom and knowledge, how can they do that? Uh, you can go to the website, gp4.com, gpfour.com. You can
0: reach me at my email, cnapier, C as in Christian, and my last name, napier, at gp4.com, or you can just look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, happy to help anybody if I can
1: this year. Well, and you've got a lot of that that experience working with large organizations st- strategically and helping them come up with those those plans. So I know that you could do that for just about anybody. So thank you,
0: thank you, Spencer. Thank you, listeners, uh, for a great 2020, and looking forward to a fruitful, prosperous 2021. Please like and subscribe to our podcast, and we'll catch you again soon. Mm-hmm.